Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out, or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE, or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. 
Imagine paying somebody not to kill you. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'm Jesse Kelly, the Oracle, the Shogun, Sombrero Jesse. What, Chris? Jesse Steele Kelly. You can call in now and get in line, 877-377-4373. We will try to keep the history segment pretty short today because you filled up (laughs) the inbox with some outstanding, outstanding questions. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris will be checking the email inbox throughout the show. We have Cam Edwards coming up next hour. I don't even know that we're going to talk about current news. We're going to talk about Stonewall Jackson and the Civil War. He's this huge Civil War buff guy. We have, I have to answer things today about dying or being a vegetarian. Bigfoot, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, and comb-overs. I have this list. What's wrong with you? Is it us? Jewish producer Chris, it's us, isn't it? We have voicemails. Chris, let me ask you something. Can we play any of the voicemails on the air? I get into the office today. and We're sorting through some of the Ask Dr. Jesse questions to try to get these things sorted out. And Chris is telling me we have a bunch of questions. We have this and that. And he said, and we have two voicemails about cocaine. <laughs> I don't know that there are too many shows in the country that walk in and have that. Nevertheless, here we are. But first and foremost, let us go back to the 1300s, the 14th century. Here's what's happening in Europe. Remember this. Always remember this. It's easy, really, really easy to look back in history or do it currently to point a finger at the superpower, at the one in charge, and point out all the things they do wrong. It's easy. Totally easy. Ah, they got involved in this. They did that. This is how they're screwing everything up. Look, this is where they're oppressing these people. Oh, I can't believe they passed this policy. Look how disastrous it was. It's really, really easy. Throughout history, we we do it on this show. Look back on the Persian Empire. Oh, I can't believe the decadence. They did it to themselves. The Mongolian Empire. Why couldn't they just stop drinking? They had all these all these great cons, and they were all drinking themselves to death. How stupid are they? Barbaric. Murdering people. Over and over and over again, we look back at the big empires and point out where they screwed everything up. Now, granted, in America today, we have half our own country pointing at us, telling us how horrible we are. That's going to be our death, but that's another story. Maybe we'll go over that later in the show. But... Rome is the biggest example of this because in this horrible revisionist history, white guilt society we live in now in the West, not just America in the West, every major power has to be dumped on all the time. And there's never been a power like Rome, greatest empire of all time. 
And we love, everybody now especially loves to point out the slavery and the oppression and the murder of these people and the sacking of this city and they did this wrong and that wrong. And, and, and it's, look, a lot of that stuff's fair. You know, I give, I give you history right between the eyes. However, remember something and remember it well. A lot of these territories where Rome committed, honestly, well, you could probably call it genocide. A lot of these places were really, really, really ugly places before Rome got there. And then they became really civilized, modern places while Rome was there. And as soon as Rome was gone, they went back to sucking. It's happened a lot throughout history. I'm just pointing out Rome because they're going to apply for today. It's happened a lot. I can't believe... I can't believe France is, France is a call. They're colonizing this country. These people don't deserve it. They deserve freedom. I mean, you know that Life of Brian bit we've been playing all week. We're going to play it again. Yeah, they've, yeah, we have modern medicine now and roads, but France. And then the second France gets kicked out, the country goes back to being a dump. Europe went through a long Long, hard period of time once Rome went down. And still, in the 1300s, they're still feeling it. Now, at this point, it's not as if they're backwards barbarians at this point in the 1300s, but the countries are so divided up. They just could never unify on anything and settle down. And so it was constantly war. It was a constant state of affairs. You had England, England fighting with France. I mean, we're actually going to the hundred, the hundred years war is going on during our story today. And it actually went on more than a hundred years. You had the Pope vying for power. You had Italy where most of our story will take place today. Italy, remember this, people act like Italy's ancient because of Rome. But Italy as a unified country is not that old. At this point in the 1300s, Italy was like ancient Greece. It was just a bunch of city-states. Now, extremely, extremely wealthy, sophisticated city-states, and I mean very wealthy. And not always just a city. You would have a, a Genoa. It's just, that's just one random one. You could have Genoa as a city-state, very wealthy, very powerful, and they could own colonies across the ocean. But they didn't all consider themselves to be Italian. No, they, they were constantly murdering each other, which is going to bring us to our story today. Constantly. I heard one guy describe it. Who was it? Uh, shoot, I want to give him credit, but I forget who it was. I heard one guy describe Italy. He said, you know where they got the mafia from? They got it from how they were doing business back in the 1300s. It was run like a mafia, only a big one. You had this family who controls this city-state and that family who controls that city-state. And this guy tries to assassinate that guy, tries to marry this daughter. They form an alliance. And it was a constant state of blood and trade. And then you throw in the religious aspect of it, and that wasn't small. It was not small. Remember how corrupt that has been through certain periods of time with the, the papacy. The Pope so often back then, I mean, I, I'm not Catholic, so I can't be judging this, this Pope now. I'm, don't, I, I'm not a big fan. But back then, oftentimes these Popes were just, they was just a king who wore white. Oftentimes a corrupt. 
corrupt, corrupt king. A king who had the power to tell anybody in the world they weren't going to heaven anymore. (laughs) Kind of a big deal. So it's an ugly state of affairs. But let's go to England first. Have you ever wondered about being a mercenary? Now, you know what a mercenary is. It's somebody who gets gets paid for combat. I've wondered about it a lot. And I wondered about it because I considered doing it at one point in time. And I just couldn't ever completely wrap my mind around it. Just a quick little thing here. When we were... In the Marine Corps, we were Marine Corps infantry guys, so we were trained pretty well. And we, we got, when someone made sure we got word that for $30,000 a month, you could go hunt poachers in Africa. Now, I don't exactly like poachers. I didn't think I hated them enough to go murder them. And my mom would kill me. However, it brought some questions up, and it's going to apply to our story today. Being a mercenary. Also, today, comb-overs. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. Natural medicines and holistic healing approaches. Here's the thing. They're not the new thing. Sometimes we talk about natural medicines, holistic healing, and we act like, why is this new thing? That's the established thing. That's the thing people have used throughout history. The pill bottle's the new thing. And natural medicines, holistic healing, these things are known to alleviate sleeplessness, anxiety. You need to try CBD. I have tried CBD, and I absolutely love it. And Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they research the industry. They sell only the best CBD. They sell Be Best Organics on their website. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That actually gets you 5% off. And get this, it gets you a free lip balm through the holidays. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, what do I think about him? I will tell you my answer may be not quite what you were expecting. Bigfoot. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, 877-377-4373. We have voicemails about cocaine. You can email the show during the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Don't worry if you get it in too late. It's a good question. We'll save it. We might get to it next week. We don't toss them. We do not toss them, ever. All right. England, 1300s. 
The most famous mercenary probably ever to exist is born. 1323, and his name is John Hawkwood. He's born relatively middle-class family. Some of his childhood details are fuzzy, so I'm not going to give you any of them in case it's a bunch of crap. Some people said he was a tanner. Some people said he was wealthy. Whatever the story is, King Edward III of England at the time, he, I know you're going to find this shocking, was fighting with France. England and France are always at each other's throats, and they're in the middle of the Hundred Years' War. When you're in a long war like that, it does many, 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 many things to your country, and not many of them good. Protracted war is really never good. And it was doing something to England at the time as well. It was running through... Their young men, they were all getting run through combat. And that can sound healthy, but man, it's really unhealthy. They die. They're maimed. You adjust the mentality of a nation. Remember, they say France lost World War II in World War I because such a huge percentage of the French male population had been through that living hell in World War I. By the time you got to World War II, they're just... You're so warped. You're so you're so different than you were before that it changes your whole country. England was going through this as well, and they were going through something else. You have all these men. John Hawkwood joins the army, becomes a longbowman, which is a big deal at the time. Well, then the war eventually stopped. So now you have men without great opportunity in front of them, highly trained in combat, stuck with only really one special life skill and nowhere to officially ply their trade. And this is a point in time, remember, we had the Black Plague, everything else, and what happened was an odd phenomenon. We had all these mercenary companies, they called them free companies, pop up all over Europe. Because just because the official war was over didn't mean there weren't a thousand other conflicts between this lord and that lord and this city-state and that city-state. And everybody wanted experienced fighting men. So you're somebody like John Hawkwood, who apparently acquitted himself very well in that war. You finish. You have... As the great movie, what is it, Taken says, a very particular set of skills and not many other skills. It's, t- it's a tough question, right? I, look, I, I, told, I told you, I went through this when I was getting out of the Marine Corps. I seriously considered it. $30,000 a month to go hunt down poachers? That's huge money. That's huge money. These guys were going through the same thing. Let's see, I can go home go back to the family farm, maybe work maybe work as a blacksmith's apprentice, or, or, hear me out here, this city-state really doesn't like that city-state, and they're offering us a small fortune if we're willing to just go kill some people for them. Should we do that? It became a big deal. He started working for the largest of these mercenary companies called the Great Company. 
But here was the problem with mercenaries then and now. Remember, and remember now, all mercenaries are not the same. We have BK, former Air Force PJ, coming on this show every single week. Every Tuesday, he comes on this show. BK was a mercenary for a decade. He openly talks about it. They call them PMCs, private military contractors, but that's just a nicer way to say mercenary. Then and now, though, mercenaries can run the gamut. BK was obviously one of the ones who worked with the federal government for a cause that was always pro-American. But there are plenty of mercenary groups out there, and hear me out, plenty of mercenary groups out there who are more than happy to go in and liquidate a village for you if you'd like. Oh, some natural resources in there? Do I have any problem killing all the villagers? No, no, I don't, and neither do my men. Here, pay me. Mercenaries are a funny breed, and they've been around since time began. But you run into this particular situation if you have too many of them. Sometimes, if you're a mercenary, sometimes there's nobody for you to fight. What if you're in between jobs? What if you're long in between jobs? And do do these sound like the type of men who have a 401k? I got to make sure. I, look, I have to put so many of these. Uh, I need stock options here. I have to make sure I have a monthly stipend. Just I have to save for a rainy day. Do those sound like the kind of men we're dealing with? Believe me, it's not. And I'm not saying they're idiots, but men like that, especially young military-aged males. I was that one. They don't save money. You live for the now because you're always on the end of death in your mind. These guys blow through their money as fast as they make it. And now you're a mercenary company. You're very tough. You're very powerful. You have you and all your friends. You're together, and you know you're really good, and there's nobody to pay you. And let's say let's say you don't have necessarily the best moral compass in the world. Well, good old-fashioned extortion has paid a lot of bills. What they would do is they would start they would pick a powerful city state or powerful lord, powerful anything, and they would simply start pillaging his land. Yes, they wanted the goods and services. They wanted the food and gold they were taking, but more than anything else, they wanted the city-state to go, please stop. What will it take to make you stop? Oh, just a, just a very large payment right now, and then we'll go away. And this is something that Hawkwood would do with his mercenaries throughout his lifetime consistently. Consistently, and it is large scale, large scale extortionism. It's no different than that Italian mafia scene you've seen in the movies a thousand times, where two big goons walk in the mom and pop shop and grab the guy by the collar and say, "I'll be back for my fifty bucks again tomorrow." And every day after that, have my money ready. Same thing. Only Hawkwood and his guys simply made it official. We still have the records of it. He would say. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll back off, sure, for a period of three years for this amount of time. After three years, I can come back and do whatever I want, but you sign the contract, I'll stop murdering you for three years. Sound good? And they were so wealthy, the city-states were, and they wanted these guys gone so much, they routinely paid it. These guys start pillaging the countryside. The Pope steps up and excommunicates Hawkwood and his entire company, the entire great, great company. They've killed, murdered, raped so many times. Get out. 
And then what do you know? As it happens so often, the very same Pope who had just excommunicated the great company found himself in yet another rivalry situation with a powerful, wealthy family and city-state in Italy. So he goes to the company he just excommunicated and says, you guys looking for a job? Hang on, I'm going to try to wrap this up before we get to talking about Bigfoot. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Jesse, you just heard your uh, cocaine question. I found it curious. There is 649 kilos, not 650. But, uh, you know, under the right circumstances, yeah. You know, I'd sell one or two just to, you know, make some money. I mean, people don't understand how many guys are out there doing it anyway. You know, low risk, risk reward. (laughs) I love you guys so much. The question yesterday... It wasn't even a question. It was just a random story. Somebody found an abandoned boat with 649 kilos of cocaine on it and called the cops. And it was a morality question of what you would do. It's Jesse Kelly. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, at Jesse Kelly DC on Instagram. It's I'm on Facebook. I'm on Parlor for sure because I'm sure I'm going to get run out of all the others here pretty soon. We have to talk about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis today and why I want to give you a little bit of caution there. Just a little caution. I'm not going to be bagging on Heavy D. I like him a lot. But just a little caution. Vegetarianism. All right. But we're going to try to wrap this up. The Pope first excommunicates the great company, this company of mercenaries in the 1300s with John Hawkwood in there. And then he hires them, hires them to go take on one of these city states in Italy. They march down to Italy. They start wearing this highly, highly shiny, very pale armor. And they change their name to become the white company, which would probably get you in quite a bit of trouble. If you tried that today, they become famous Because John Hawkwood, for all of his 
lack of morals, if you want to say, John Hawkwood is a bad man when it comes to combat. Some people are just simply naturally gifted at combat. These mercenary companies, the leaders, were always voted on by the men. Hawkwood shoots up through the ranks, and they're like, this is our guy. They had ambush tactics at a time where people weren't ambushing that much. They would attack at night. Nobody used to attack at night. Let's, let's clear something up right here. Night attacks look very, very, very cool in the movies. And I will tell you, full disclosure, they look really cool in real life too. Looks like Star Wars out there. Tracers going back and forth. However, especially historically, before there were flares you could shoot up in the air so you can see and so on and so forth. Historically, night attacks were very, very, very rare. Communication was difficult. Visibility was difficult. So much of the time, these armies would communicate with each other by different flags and flag signals. You couldn't do it at night. It was just... A a night attack in ancient times was very rare, very rare. These guys managed to perfect it, and they start slaughtering people. They start winning all their battles, and they would pull some of the dirtiest stuff you can imagine. You see, here's the situation. These city-states didn't really have armies of their own. They had to rely on mercenaries, so there were all kinds of mercenary groups out there. Well, if you're a mercenary company and this city says uh, $100,000, Hundred thousand dollars. We want you to go attack this city state, and you say, "Okay, well, uh, pay me all my money now." So they pay you all hundred thousand dollars. You go attack the other city state, and that city state says, "Well, we'll pay you hundred fifty to turn around and go attack them." And these guys would routinely say, "Oh, okay, we'll take that hundred fifty too," and you don't exactly pay back the hundred. So then you have situations where Hawkwood would finally, he started running into, companies would start, or city-states would start telling the mercenary companies, well, we'll pay you 100000 but it's uh, 50000 now, 50000 when the job's done. We don't want you switching sides. So Hawkwood would take the fifty grand and then just go sit down and say, well, I'm not moving until you give me my other fifty, And because you don't have the arms and he's running the best show in town, He's got you by the gonads. You can't do anything about that. And he spends decades doing this. Florence and Pisa are at war. He signs with Pisa. They're laying siege to places. And Hawkwood was famous for doing things like if he had had a city under siege, he would march up to the walls and play music at night so they couldn't go to sleep. It It was just an insane life. And again, in between jobs, because contracts would run out, in between jobs, they would go just start pillaging places and they would sign agreements. They'd sign an agreement with a, with a big, with a major one like Florence and say, okay, well, $100,000. And Florence would say, $100,000 for what? And he would say, well, $100,000 and I won't attack you for five years. He's not even working for anybody at the time, just blatant extortion. And... I don't know whether you can admire it, be shocked by it. There are a thousand little tales I'm not going to go into today about Hawkwood, but he eventually amasses so much wealth, he's as wealthy as some of the city-states. And he gets start, He starts to get more than just money. He has 
by the time he's done, he has a lifetime pension from Naples. He receives money every month from Naples. He has estates that he's been given all over Italy. The Pope, at one point in time, hires him again, and Hawkwood pulls the old trick of refusing to fight until the Pope ponies up all the money and then switches sides. <laughs> then, after the Pope had hired him and he switched sides, goes back to working for the Pope and starts pillaging things again. Now people are blaming the Pope. It actually started a war against the Pope because Hawkwood was in the Pope's employ when he was out there pillaging anybody. I, I should clarify the guy's life tale is very fascinating. It is very fascinating. However, there's a lot of ugliness in there. A lot of what you call blatant murder in there. They massacred an entire city one time. It didn't go well for the women in that city. They ran into this city. They pillaged it for all the goods. It went very poorly for the women in the city. And then Hawkwood sold the city to another lord over. The city itself just simply said, hey, it's for sale. For 50 grand, you can come have it. And the guy, a guy bought the city. The guy ends up living to an old, old age. I believe he was 69 or 70 years old before he died, which is ancient for this period in time. But died an absurdly wealthy man with children married off to royalty all over Italy. Who <laughs> they, would, they would marry... They would marry his daughters just to keep the guy away from him. John Hawkwood is his name. He's the most famous mercenary of all time. And that is the ultimate 30,000-foot view of John Hawkwood's life. Believe me when I tell you, I, you could do a three-hour show on this freaking guy. But I promised you we would try to get to as many of these Ask Dr. Jesse questions as we could today, and we will. Remember, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email your questions in during the show. They are more than welcome to do so. You are more than welcome to do so. Chris gets them throughout the show, prints them out for me. I'm going to try to be better about not getting distracted and get to as many of them as I possibly can today. But imagine what that is like as a city-state to pay someone not to kill you. I think you and I take things for granted sometimes. I know I do. Maybe you don't, but I know I do. The times we live in, even now, you know, we're, we're obviously not going well culturally, to put it mildly. It's not going well culturally. Things are shifting the wrong way in the country. And we have moments, you know, we just lost an election. We have these moments where we think, ah, oh, this sucks. Ah, we got it tough. Imagine what it's like to wake up in the morning, look outside of your city and see you're surrounded by mercenaries and know you have to pay them not to murder you. A little perspective in life ain't bad. All right. I've been wrongly convicted of first degree murder and I have a choice to make. Hang on. Listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not. I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time 
means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet, maybe they're animal smells, maybe you're a smoker or someone else was, just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.